This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is the Vic Police Glow Show, exclusive to Joy Podcast, presented by Vic Police LGBTI liaison officers and a range of Joy presenters. Now, here is the Glow Show. We're back with the Glow Show and Highway Patrol number six. Gabby, welcome back. And Beck, welcome back. Well, hey. I'm just amazed that you keep them up to date and you know what number it is. I know. Well, I just... Because he listens to them at home. Over and over again. Over and over. And laughs At least three or four times a week. He loves it. He laughs and laughs. And everybody loves loves it. Everyone loves Highway Patrol. It's it's a a Glow Show favourite. Yeah, it is. We're a quality people. We are. Highway Patrolians. (laughs) And me. Come on. And Gabby. And me. (laughs) I don't know. No, I'm definitely not Highway Patrol. I don't have that knowledge. Mm. I know a car is a car. I sometimes know what kind of car it is. But do you know that a car is a car? <laughs> what is the definition of a motor vehicle? Oh, don't ask me that. <laughs> Please don't and ask me that. you learned that in your academy school? I thing? would have. It was yeah, a very long time ago. regurgitate that one. Anyway, Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Beck, what has been happening out on the roads the last few weeks? Well, I can tell you this much. Mm. I've got the winter blues. Mm. It has been apocalyptically cold, it hasn't has it? It has been... Redunculous. It has. Like, where are we? Do you know, this time last year, I was in Reykjavik in Iceland, and it was warmer there than it is nothing here right now. They got, it was balmy. These global warm theorists, people global, no, they've got no, no argument at the moment. No, there's some sort of bring mammoths the, are coming back. And, bring back the plastic bags. Uh, right. Oh. No, don't get me started. No, that's a very, very <laughs> sensitive well, topic. I'm in very the studio, and I'm even topic. cold. It's oh, freezing yes, out it's there. It's been very, very cold. Wet, rainy, stormy, windy. Foggy. Snowy, foggy, snowy. snowy, all of those now things. Now, let me guess. The mm. road legislation, this is what I'm observing. Mm-hmm. When it's foggy, when it's snowy, when it's rainy, you must add 20 kilometres to the speed limit. Is that correct? Because that seems like well, It appears to be the case. I think the rule. there seems to be some correlation between <laughs> people's brains going zerk and <laughs> the weather. Because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. people start I driving... Know. Like Driving lunatics. like crazy, crazy people. It is amazing because um, we all have different irks with different weather and mine's fog. So mm. I, I work at the airport mm. and I'll drive home uh, five, six in the morning mm-hmm. and when the temperature and dew point meet, mm. we get fog. We do. And, and some very thick fog. And we too get some very thick fog. Mm. It, 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 is, it astonishes me endlessly. People will still drive 100 kilometres an hour in the fog. Now, your visibility might be down to... 10 or even 5 metres in some severe cases. Well, yeah, because you know what? what? Those people drive only looking 10 or 5 metres in front of them normally, so it's just normal for them. It's just getting to the point. <laughs> Am I sounding a little angry? You might be A little sound- bit. Oh, okay. When it comes to I'm fog, right. I sound a little bit angry okay, too. Okay, I'm right. I'm going to move on. Yeah, I'm going to be okay about it. But gee, it makes me mad. I know. Because for reals, you're going to have a crash. I mean, we always have People the- live in their own si- yeah. inside their own little brains in their own planets. Correct. And then something goes wrong, and who do they call this guy? Mm. And, and then for you the people even, listening, I was pointing at myself. <laughs> and then you can't even get to the collision. And I can't get to the collision. Because people are blocking the lanes. Because people are blocking the lanes. <laughs> but oh, that was the previous is, episode, so go back and listen to it. the previous episode, you'll hear some yeah, grinding my best yeah. type stories can be there. very cranky. I get cranky, you guys. Just want to, you know. Drive properly. Please, a little bit. Just drive Just well. Just five minutes. And if you're going to drive 
poorly. Do it when I'm not working. Well, certainly um, in fog and being very aviation background, mm. um, I, I personally in a, in a hundred zone would mm. wipe off twenty. Yeah, in, in easy. Fog. Yeah, easy twenty. You know, we all have this wipe off five. Take take care. And and I and I uh, said many times the speed limit. Is the speed limit not the speed requirement? It's the maximum. You have to drive to the conditions. People seem to think the speed limit is the requirement. 100 is the maximum if everything is perfect. Correct. Not too much traffic Mm -hmm. so that you can keep a safe braking distance of the car in front of you. The roads are dry and in good nick. No ice, no water, no condensation or oil or anything like that. That the weather is fine. You don't have the sun in your eyes. You know, even driving with the sun in your eyes, you should be reducing Mm. the speed. All of this is on a perfect whatever month, really, in Melbourne, because it could be a perfect day any time of the perfect year minute. in Melbourne or afternoon. Perfect yeah. minute. Perfect minute. That's when you can do the maximum speed. Mm. If it's not, then you should be reducing your speed. And if your sight is restricted or reduced, mm. your lines of sight and how far you can see, mm. you should be reducing your speed. Mm. I remember driving home from a countryish rural station back in the day mm. when I worked out there. Always ruse on the road, mm. but the fog was insane mm. and the black ice. Yeah, so you might be picturing where I, where I was, mm-hmm. but I, I remember driving along and only Camberwell. You're in Camberwell, yeah. <laughs> no, r- rural, sorry, sorry, rural. Sorry, sorry, sorry guys, um, I'm just guessing. And, and you can see the the lines on the road. That's great, mm. but you could probably see five five or ten meters. And I'm driving along and just thinking. I can see these lights coming from the side. I have no idea. Where is that a road? road? Yeah, what is going on? Going? If yeah. if that's the case, I'd be pulling over. Yeah. Because you cannot see. Even, you know, super heavy rain. Mm. If you can't, if your yeah. wipers can't keep up oh, all over. Yeah. And it the road's just, flooded at that yeah, point. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like this, this episode is a very chastising episode. We're already <laughs> like, stop doing this and do that. Well, and, it is. Oh, you're all little crap. boys <laughs> out there. <laughs> zerk, zerk in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but Beg, in fog, uh, what kind of light should, be using? Oh, should you well, be using? Fiddly D. Everyone's got it backwards. People mm-hmm. aren't using their fog lights when it's foggy, but they want to use their fog lights when it's clear and crisp and they want to look cool. And quite <laughs> frankly, it really grinds my gears. So let's talk about lighting real quick. Right. Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of different lights. Let's start with the ones that happen. You know, a lot of brand new cars now have come with daytime running lights. Mm. If you don't know what they are, they are the little lights that operate when your car does not have headlights on and they're designed to be operated during the daylight hours. And it's a safety thing, mm. even though it started off being a bit of a cool thing. And then people were buying aftermarket daytime running light beads and threading them all over their car. And now that, that, oh, I don't that, think I ever back saw to that. the early 2000s. That there. daytime running lights mm. actually is a European yes. thing. Yeah. Because. Um, in the 70s and 80s when Volvos were coming out to oh, Australia. Volvos. Oh, no, don't we love our Volvos? Mm. No. And um, <laughs> uh, it, that was the driving lights were tied into the ignition. So when mm. the ignition was on, the lights were on because mm. that was a legal requirement in, in Sweden. Yeah, that's right. Where exactly. it's dark for 28 yeah, hours yeah. of the day over there. Yeah, but despite that, if you drive around on a sunny day, you're still going to see a car better exactly. if it has lights on than Correct. not have lights on. And that's so, why I always drive with those lights on. Right. So your daytime running lights, you can turn them off, but they are set uh, through the computer system as a standard. It's not, it's not a switch. It's it's part mm. of the computer system. So leave them on. They're fantastic. Mm. They're, they're great for visibility. And they and, make you look cool. And they make you look super mm. cool. <laughs> uh, so daytime running lights. 
they turn off automatically when you turn your headlights on. So the first lights we talk about are parking lights. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. They're called parking lights for a reason, and that is they were designed to be left on when you park the vehicle. And low current. So very, very low current. Don't kill your battery. Not going to kill your battery, mm-hmm. but that's what they were designed for, for those that don't didn't know that. And then you've got your headlights. Your headlights, all sorts of different types of headlights, a yellow or a, light, or a white light that faces forward. And depending on the type of car you've got, you might have high definition lights you might have the old globes but they are designed to let you see what's going on on the road in front of you now back in the day when we were doing roadworthies on vehicles we had a little board that we would place 20 meters or thereabouts in front of the car that we were going over and if their headlight alignment was out we could tell people that their headlights are too high which are going to blind people or they're too low and not going to give them enough visibility in front so that's what they're for can, some, I, can I just stop you on that point? Because I know some of the cars now, you can adjust the headlight um, can, yeah. mm. to low yeah. or higher or lower. Yeah. And so how do you know what is the right setting? And are they legal? All, why, why would you want to move all them? All three of those um, settings, it normally comes with three settings, they're all legal. Okay. Um, your The higher setting where your the headlights are set a bit higher, you might use out on country roads where you don't need high beam so much, but there is less street lighting. Okay. Uh, to give you a little bit more distance. And the, the lower setting, where they're, they're pointing more to the ground, could be just driving through the city or... I mean, you, you take for granted how much street lighting we've got in mm. metropolitan Melbourne. So we have high you beam don't and low really beam on cars. You don't really need your headlights so much to yeah. see where you're going on the road to see, you know, if there's any potholes or anything like that. But they still need them for visibility. So any any of those settings are fine. Okay. Um, but uh, And they're all legal. Um, but it will just depend on where you're driving. So... If you're driving to Geelong, for example, Princess Highway, there's street lighting there, but it's not really sufficient to show you exactly what's on the road, so you might set your lights a little bit higher at number three. Sounds good. A lot of people right. wouldn't know that. I didn't a lot actually of know that. didn't know that. Thank you for you're clearing so that. You're so welcome, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> 20 bucks. Now, uh, <laughs> I'll give you a coffee. Okay. So then we've got those now. Fog lights. Oh, yes. my God. You wouldn't believe this. <laughs> I mean, this is... It's going to shock you, and a lot of people, you have to study for a long time to work this out, but fog lights are for the fog. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they're for fog. I think the name kind of gives it away. You would think so. It would, yeah. Yeah. But. So, otherwise known as the cruising down Ligon Street, going to turn my fog lights on because it looks super cool lights, not what they're called, they're called fog lights, are designed for fog. Now, they come in two shades. They come in a yellow and they come in a white. And they are a different beam of light and they are designed to sit below the fog level and light up the lines on the road for you. So you can see where they are. They don't reflect off the fog because they're – well, they do, but not into your eye because they're a lot lower. And they're designed to not only help you see on the road – but allow people coming towards you to see as well because your lights don't – because they're reflecting off the fog, they're not going to uh, have such a long beam, so people coming towards you won't be able to see. Put your fog lights on, boom. Also, if you've got front fog lights, you'll probably have back fog lights as well. Same premise. Only use them in fog. They're very bright. They're as bright as a brake light. They usually sit a bit lower. Some of them are just one light in the middle, mm. and they're designed so that people behind you can see that you are on the road. So please just use them when it's foggy. Foggy or low visibility. If so, you don't, you can get fined. And are there, are there, is this um, a particular switch in the car? It is a switch on the car. So there's always a button or something. There's always a button. And it looks like a little headlight with a squiggly line. Okay. That is your fog, fog light. only. Yeah. So one will have 
uh, a f- squiggly line sort of and sort of facing down a 45 degree angle that's your front ones and your back ones will be a straight line with a squiggly line on it so you can operate the front and back independently so if you don't need the back light I'm not sure why you wouldn't have your back ones on if you have your front mm. ones on but that's what they're for safety they're not for looking cool that you do not drive with your fog lights on and not your headlights oh yeah the amount of people that do that I want to slap my forehead I'm getting really like riled up about this <laughs> well you need why to am I? I need to speak to someone. I'm getting very... need a holiday. Just talk to us. Getting a bit... We're calming. Getting a bit hot and flustered about it. Anywho, let's move on. (laughs) that cold, I think we all need a holiday. Right, but everyone needs to go out to their car, Mm. Mm. turn their headlights on, or just turn your engine on and go and look at the front of it Mm. and see what's going on at the front of your car. Learn your car. Uh, Mm. Vehicle manual. Exactly. Little booklet that you get. Mm -hmm. That'll tell you how to use stuff. Uh, a lot of people think that the fog lights are driving lights. Driving lights, by definition, are a high beam light and they're an additional lighting that you can have installed and operate as additional high beam lights. If you're out spotlighting or driving in the country a lot and you want more light, then that they are driving lights. They're not fog lights. They're not daytime running lights. They operate differently. They have their own switch. That's not what they are. So, if you're driving in the city, metropolitan Melbourne, and it's a clear night, just headlights, no fog lights, nothing else. And a glow show top tip, Mm. if you are driving in fog, definitely don't use your high beam. No. Oh, my goodness, no. And it's amazing the amount of people who do do that, and they just white out themselves out there. Yeah. Just completely wreck their visibility. There's not a lot of education around driving in snowy conditions, icy conditions, and foggy conditions. It's all a bit of word of mouth type thing. Do some research. Have a little look online. Mm. You'll see there's loads of YouTube clips on, you know, how to use your lights properly. Talking about driving in rain or icy conditions Uh or snow – what is the best thing to do if you're driving and then your car starts sliding? Oh, what do you do? Well, first of all, you take a moment. <laughs> Very quickly. Just scream a little bit. Just make sure your seat belts are <laughs> nice and taut. Your tray table's but, in the upright position. Black ice. Black ice is a scary thing. Mm. Yeah. Can't see it, can only feel it. Mm. It's important that people don't counter steer. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest issues is they'll feel their the back end of the car slide out and go in a particular way and then they turn the steering wheel in the opposite way and then all of a sudden the car is out of control. It's also important not to accelerate too fast and not to brake too hard either. If you've lost traction, any one of those two things to the excess is going to cause you to completely lose control. So should you just take your foot off the accelerator? Just slow, your, yeah, take your foot off the accelerator, which will allow the car to slow down. The tyres, the if you've got good tyres, and we've spoken about that before, if you've got good tyres, they will grab traction again. Mm. But um, if anything, you shouldn't be braking. You should be just decreasing your speed. And if you need to accelerate slowly, that will allow the tyres to retraction mm-hmm. and you should get control again. But you shouldn't really be losing control if you're driving in an area that is renowned for having black ice. You shouldn't be driving at a speed that would allow you to completely lose control just because of hitting the black ice. Most areas that are subjected to black ice always have the black ice detectors on the road, you know, heading out to Bacchus Marsh Mm -hmm. on the colder. It's well signed, well Well warned. Well signed. There'll be, you know, like anything else, if you are taking your boat out on the water, you're going to check the weather conditions before you go out. It's the same with driving. If you're going to be driving somewhere uh, that, you know, you're not sure about the weather conditions, have, have a look at it. And if you're not confident and you've no experience, then wait, you know, Good advice. I would rather someone be late for work than 
uh, be, not getting there at all. Yeah, be uh, inexperienced and in taking a risk like that. Now, just to wrap up on lighting, we've also talked about additional lighting on mm. cars. I'm seeing a lot of people starting to decorate their cars nowadays, oh, and also it's going through add those, phases, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and they've also you seen those I call them collapsed suns. You know those LED. Yeah, strips. Well, they're driving lights. Yeah, that, they're well, that's so what I bright. I don't know well, how they're legal sometimes. Well, they're, well, they're, you ever seen that movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah. yeah. When it's like that sometimes at the end of the movie, you know, when you just Everyone it's completely white. Everyone loves to pimp their ride, oh. don't they? So where do we? Where are some of the laws around that? You know? So additional lighting, you can you can put additional lighting on. You can, most of the stuff that you buy now is uh, legal mm-hmm. in relation to its design, as in so the way the placement of it, it. You know, you know, injuring. We always think about injuring pedestrians. So when we're putting anything on our car, uh, we think about is this going to injure a pedestrian more? Um, is are there sharp edges and protrusions that could you know cause somebody to be yep. you know more injured so um the way that these lights are designed you've normally got round plastic edges to them and they can sit you know quite close to the grill or up on the top depending on what sort of car you know up on the top of the roof they're high beam lights most people that have them i would assume are using them for spotlighting or they're using them you know out on the farm or they're using them as high beam lights and they're the only time you can use them so and when you're driving up Hoddle street when you're driving no. up Hoddle Street and you've got those driving lights on, you're going to we're going to have the most amazing conversation. <laughs> and when I finish, you're going to go zerk in the head. Uh, so, yes. And, and it's the same with uh, coloured light change. People went through a phase of having the windscreen washers with the little blue lights. I don't you remember that years ago. Oh, I remember them having <laughs> putting blue lights all over their cars. Oh, my goodness. So I, the, the latest thing That was thing in about is, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Gabby. No, we're all don't say it. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I've seen recently a few people um, changing their parking lights to blue. So they've got blue blue lights facing forward. Now, you can have blue lights facing forward if you go to the police academy and you get yourself a little police badge and you drive a police car. And you pass all the exams. and that, all that, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time you can drive a car with blue lights facing forwards. There you That's go. it. No blue or red lights facing forwards. If you do, you get booked. Also, no white lights facing backwards unless they're your reversing lights. So if you've got a lot of people like to put a little floodlight on the back, if they go camping, that's fine. You can't use it on the road, though. If there's a white light facing backwards, no good. But red and blue lights facing forward, that's for me. Mm -hmm. I have a special ticket that says I'm allowed to do that. So, and what's the special ticket and demerits you get if you were to be silly enough to do something if, like that? Well, it's around about four hundred dollars. Wow! All of the uh, fines have recently gone up, so I haven't learnt all of the new amounts yet. They go up a uh, three point five percent, I think. Don't quote me on that. They go up every year on the first of July. Fines are never cheap. No, you don't want them. Yeah. So I think uh, using an unregistered car is now about eight hundred and four dollars. <laughs> And uh, mobile phones gone up to a four hundred and eighty four dollars. That is still my pet hate. Mobile phones. Oh, it's oh, one of the worst. I am don't. sick of looking in my rear view and seeing people's eyes going down, Not glancing up for a second at the road and down again. Just driving with their heads down. We're assuming they're looking at a phone. Well, you're either sleeping, or you something in your crutch is more exciting than what's going on in front of you. And I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from that what? comment. Yes, well, Who anyway, we're just moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Driving naked. <laughs> oh. Is that an offence? Uh, well, It's got to be. 
Look, I think it's in the eye of the beholder, Gabby. Uh, <laughs> depends who's driving. <laughs> depends who's driving. <laughs> Is pe- people driving naked? Do you think in this weather and these conditions? Well, well, I know summer's coming along. I think people, we but- might have to look a little deeper into that, and might be a, a not couple too of drug drug tests, alcohol and drug tests. See, that one? In our long illustrious <laughs> careers, <laughs> I have never yeah. pulled over someone naked. Thank goodness. No. Right. And I, it sounds like you haven't. No, topless. Yeah, okay. topless uh, gentleman. And, Many uh, naked people running around the street. Topless would be fairly normal. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on what gender. Yeah. Oh, that would make a difference. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and pyjamas are very popular. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Um, what? You've driven in pyjamas? Just down the street. To work every morning, <laughs> you and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking monster pajamas, oh. uh, but no, not naked. Um, no, I mean, I would think that would be a memory that I would have oh, at you the forefront would. of my mind, sure. but it's highly probable I've suppressed it. <laughs> that's, so. that's also true. <laughs> so nobody really knows. <laughs> but I wouldn't um, recommend anyone do it. No, no, it would have to be unsafe. Well, I would be more worried about is if I was actually then pulled over and <laughs> yeah. said step out of the vehicle. Or you had an, or you had an accident. <laughs> yes, yeah. you had to exchange. Not an accident, a collision, sorry. A collision. A collision, collision. that's right. There's no such, There's thing, no as such thing as And you had to get out of the vehicle and exchange. Um, oh, that- is it a manual or an automatic person's <laughs> <laughs> driving? Sorry, I have follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving well, right I, along. I would go with offensive behaviour. Would you? Yeah. If you can be seen, mm. it's in. Well, I mean, it's indecent exposure, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm. we'll, we'll say it's an offence. Don't do it. Mm. I would say not to do it either. Don't test the theory either. Now th- we we can find an offence. There's I'll always an offence to find, and some people might be more offensive. It might be a fog light ticket. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a question I, I I've got to ask. Mm. Um, it's one of those questions that obviously. Many people out there would probably be always thinking and too afraid to ask, and mm-hmm. hence that's why I'm here. Mm. Um, this now, sounds confronting. Yeah. Now, in the past, when I was a lad, many thousands and thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was taught when you're pulled over by a police officer, get out of the vehicle. Oh. As a sign of respect. Really? And if it's raining, especially, uh-huh. you stand in the rain with the police officer. Oh, really? You'll do yourself some. Things have changed since the 20s, Will. Yes, and- I know. <laughs> now, but. That oh, now it was oh probably seven eight years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I got the blues and twos in the back, pulled over, and I got out of the car, and the police officer was like yelling at me, "Get back in the car!" And it was like, mm, you know. Yeah. So, what is the polite? What is the best practice now if you're pulled over? So, if you're pulled over, the first thing you need to know is that we offset our car with your car. Hmm. So our car always sticks out. A little. If we, you know, pull you over to the left, our car always sticks out a little to the right to create a safety corridor for us to work in, so that if our car gets hit from behind and it hits your car, it's not going to hit me, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to get sideswiped. So the reason we want you to stay in the car is for safety. So I can work in that safety corridor, but it's too difficult for me to manage you, whoever you might be, because of course I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier for me to manage you contained in the car and the traffic, knowing that it's only me that's working out in the road. Unless, of course, I want you to get out of the car, then I'll ask you to get out of the car. So there might be some circumstances where I I don't have a safety corridor for whatever reason. I might go around and have a chat to you through the passenger window, Mm -hmm. which is called a passenger side intercept, or I might ask you to get out of the car and we'll have a chat on the nature strip, for example. But the correct protocol or the the safest thing to do, because you don't know why I've pulled you over, 
I don't know who you are, is to stay in the car. Most of the time, it's going to be a very quick intercept. I'll just quickly check your license, do a breath test, do a drug test, a couple of minutes and you'll be on your way. But also, because I don't know who you are and you may not be the registered owner of the car, so I can only get so much information about the person I'm about to pull over, um, people that get out of the car immediately, we, we can take that as a confrontational type situation. Whereas in, for you, it might be because you're trying to show respect. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not Those the Those days day have gone. Mm. Yeah. We don't yeah. know who we're dealing with. We don't know who we're dealing with. And that's something wise to talk about. And I will extend this conversation. We, we talk about... Victoria, the Glow Show, the Victorian Police, mm. and what goes on in Victoria. We may delve into other states and the parodies of it. But what's really important to discuss, if you're on holidays in America mm. and you're pulled over by a police officer mm. and mm. Um, quite often when you're driving on the wrong side of the road, which the Americans do, mm-hmm. it's very confusing. Of course, you're going to break little subtle rules and you may get attraction from American police. True. Now, over there... Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you do not get out of the car no. in and America. And you keep your hands on the steering wheel. And you keep yes. your hands on It's another step mm. further of severity. So it's something worth talking about, yep. having a think about, and yeah. We're about 20 years behind in relation to um, America as far as uh, the way the police and the public interact. And we want to try and keep it that way. We, we want, want to try, try and keep it, keep it where we are now. nice and friendly yeah. and reasonably relaxed. Australians are pretty relaxed. Yeah. Um, Americans have got some issues with um, some with guns and different legislations and they must assume that everybody that they pull over has got a gun, whereas I don't make that assumption at all. Hmm. Um, and that's not because I'm lax in any way. It's because that that's just the way that it is here. Yeah. So um, it, it doesn't matter what country that you're travelling to. If you're going to be driving, you should be doing some research beforehand on, on certain uh, elements, and that is the right protocol when being pulled over by police to your international driving permit and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable down to small road rules like the four-way stop that they've got in um, America where everybody stops and whoever got there first has right-of-way, which is... Out of yeah, you know, out of our comprehension. Out of our comprehension. Yeah. So, um, we want to keep it that way as far as you know our interaction with the public. Even though I'm probably pulling you over without good news, I it should be important that everybody is relaxed. It's a it's a mm. horrible feeling to think that everybody I pull over would be frightened. Um, if you've done something wrong, you've done something wrong. But I'm not certainly not going to assume that everybody up all over has got a gun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'd have to have that in the back of my mind that that person could still be a threat. So certainly things have changed from the 80s. We know and I was taught by people who drove in the 60s and 70s, mm. get out of the car, show respect. Mm. We Unfortunately, we have evolved, something, something we need to be aware of, something we need to talk about, talk about it to your friends mm-hmm. um, and to new learner drivers that are coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's hope that we don't evolve to the way it is in America. And, and I'm quietly confident we won't because we don't have the gun culture problem yeah. here in Australia is what we do do in America. Yeah, and I, and I hope that it remains that way. Yeah, now let's hope so. We certainly do. Now, you were talking about pet hates before. One of my pet hates is bullying on the road. Mm. And we're getting more and more of that nowadays. And, and, and as we go through Highway Patrol series, I'm going to – raise this issue because I think it's very important that we talk about it. Um, we, we are seeing a lot of bullying on the road, especially by professional drivers, by truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people last night who were bullied on the road um, for literally obeying the speed restrictions on the CityLink. Mm. Um, this is becoming a big problem. Mm. You know, what, what's some of the tips we can do about it? And 
you know, what's some of the things that the Victorian police are doing about it? What, what can we do to help you guys? What can you do to help us? Well, I think, yeah, we've touched on it before with one of our podcasts about road rage mm-hmm. and, you know, this self-entitled um, perception that we have about our space on the road and, you know, personal space and um, getting frightened and, um, you know, when there's a near miss or, you know, a possible collision. And I think um, that we're all guilty of some in some respect of probably swearing at somebody that we've never met you know or having a go at somebody that's made a mistake or or done something like that but i think if you are the type of person that has road rage or bullies other drivers on the road it's important to know that if you cause a collision you will be prosecuted and road rage is a is a term you know that the colloquial term i mm-hmm. guess that we've come up with as part of our culture but it's it's an assault yeah. You know, in some so that, is that what you will be charged with? Yeah, assault. in some in some aspects, yeah, definitely we'll be looking at criminal charges of assault because if you're intimidating a person to the point that they think they're going to be hurt or injured and you've got the capacity to do that, well, that's an assault and your car is the weapon. So I think it's important to know that, first of all, I'd be having a good look at your behaviour. Like, yeah. why are you behaving so like that? If, and is that how you behave normally? If you find yourself that you're someone who behaves irrationally on mm. the wheel, it's probably time you, you stop and have yeah, a think about th- what you're doing. And I think it's that person's yeah. little village, their family and friends, that yeah. needs to pull that person up on that sort of behaviour as well. It's not, it's not funny, especially if it actually involves... Not just so much the verbal stuff, as in, you know, if you're having a bit of a swear to yourself in the car, idiot didn't in- indicate or whatever. Which we all do. But if you're physically mm. making, um, changing the way you dri- you're driving or cutting people off on purpose or, you know, using your vehicle to try and intimidate somebody, well, that's an offence. Mm-hmm. And and um, I get uh, Crime Stoppers reports all the time through the Hoon hotline about people driving like that. and. It doesn't go into the ether. It gets investigated and people get prosecuted. So even if there's no police there, if your behaviour gets reported and and I can prove an offence with statements from witnesses, then you're going to court. That is really good to hear. And do you find that we're getting... Um, more and more access to evidence of car cams because video cameras in cars dash are cams be- are amazing. Dash cams. That's the right they term. Are, dash cams, yeah. yeah. They so that's becoming fantastic. more prevalent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And insurance companies love them, mm-hmm. and understandably so, because they don't need to do any investigating. You just watch a video and have a look at what's happened. So yeah, you can definitely report any uh, hoon type behaviour, and we I use that term hoon. I mean, you know, people that are driving outside Aggressive. the spectrum of norm- normality mm. or doing burnouts, from doing burnouts to excessive road rage to, you know, I've had people that have given me dash cam footage of people using their phone and driving poorly while they're using their phone you can report that online through crime stoppers online or you can call up 1-800-333-000 and that intelligence file will get sent to either the area that happened or if we can identify an offender it goes to the area where the offender lives and then it gets investigated through those channels so to jump into the other car so to speak if you are a victim of a bully driver what's Mm. some of the initial things you can do to protect yourself do you what, what suggestions would you give out there well of course it's going to be dependent on the scenario of that course. you're in mm. i mean if you can call if it's that dangerous that you think somebody's going to be hurt mm. or, or um killed you know in s- severe circumstances and, un- and unfortunately sometimes it can be a road rage associated with a drug affected driver or somebody mm. in a psychosis triple zero straight away Triple zero straight away. If they end up in front of you, don't follow them. The, and the triple zero operators will tell you not to follow them. Um, but just get as much evidence as you can. So registrations and a description of the driver and all of that sort of thing. If you have to drive to a police station, drive to a police station. If your um, vehicle has 
um, satellite navigation. If it's installed, you can get to your nearest police station pretty quick. There's only a couple of touches of the button for emergency locations. Or Google. I know with Android uh, Auto, all you need to say is... uh, I'd say, okay, Google, but let's set my phone off. Uh, all you have to say, and it did. Uh, all you have to say is, okay, Google, and navigate me to my nearest police station, and it will do that. So um, going to your police station, you usually, know, yeah, that's that's a pretty good, uh, yeah. it's going to be the easiest way for us to, you know, catch whoever it is that's doing what they're doing. And don't react to them. And usually certainly don't react. The situation yeah, as if well. you, you know, it might yeah. be as something as simple as changing lanes to the left and pulling over and stopping and letting them go past you or just slowing down and letting them go past you. Um, but, yeah, there, there's lots of different... Don't, certainly don't engage and certainly don't reciprocate that sort of behaviour because then we end up in a whole mm. world of trouble. And, look, everyone out there, it's probably wise that you talk to your family and your friends, uh, people that you know, if you, about bullying mm. on the road. And if they are or you find yourself a bully, you know, it's something that we all just should be just talking about together. And yeah, exactly. We have a to be responsible aware. for each other. Exactly. It's not just up to the police to, it, to be it, enforcing this. We should be responsible for each other. Because I want Melbourne roads to be the best in Australia mm. or Victorian roads to be or the best in Australia. At least better than Sydney. Oh, well, it's probably not art, <laughs> yeah, is it? Right. <laughs> well, we all get cranky on the road. We all Every do, one right? of us, depending on what's going on in our lives, and yeah. we've just got to remind ourselves that it's not worth reacting to someone or, or acting aggressively. Just take a deep breath, think of the people that you love, mm. and then just calm down and don't do the aggressive things that you were going to do or were doing. And, and if somebody you, does do yep. something that's a bit silly and you ends up causing a collision, a minor collision, where your car gets damaged, you've got insurance. And yes. If you don't, oh my goodness, please get insurance because not having insurance is a world of hurt. But it's only a collision. It's just a collision. You're in a little metal box. If you're not injured, then everything's okay. People make mistakes every day. And if it's a mistake that's bad enough that I have to give them a ticket, then I'll give them a ticket or take them to court or whatever it needs to be done. But it's outside of your control. People have a lot of things going on in their lives. And if they're choosing to get on the road and not concentrate and make these mistakes, then there are consequences. There are. Beck, Gabby, it has been brilliant talking to you once again. Thanks, We're Will. learning so much more about the roads. We're making it a better place, which is what yeah. how we want to do. Driving doesn't have to be dangerous or scary. No, it doesn't have to be hard. It should be fun. And look, I, we all know it's busy out there. It gets tough at times. And we've been talking about weather and we've been talking about roadworks and so on and so forth. So. I feel like I've done a lot of chastising today. <laughs> Maybe if, if next episode yeah. we'll do like the opposite of chastising. <laughs> we should. Yeah. If you're a good I'm driver. Give out, you know what? Next episode I'm going to do merit points oh. instead of demerit points. It, ah. There's no such thing, is there? Of course there isn't, but we can make it up, Will. <laughs> Jeez, it's the glow show. Do whatever we want. Merit points for everyone. <laughs> if you're out there and you're driving well and you're not driving aggressively, you're not breaking any laws, well done. Excellent. We love you. Cheers to you. You're making Victoria brilliant again. Actually, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Don't do it. it. No. (laughs) Now, Gabby, where can we get previous episodes of The Glow Show? At the Joy website or on any of your podcasty app things on your phones. On the interwebby sort of stuff. And just type in Glow Show. And, um, Beck, how do we listen to Joy on the... On the wireless. Oh, on the wi- what? <laughs> wireless? <laughs> on the? Is there such a thing? <laughs> We're going back to the twenties. Ninety-four point nine. Joy FM. We love it. We do. We do love Joy. Ninety-four point nine. And yes, this tune has, in. Tune in. And this has been another episode of Highway Patrol. I think it's number six. Exciting we, stuff. We're going to have you back for number seven. Well, with merit points, definitely. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Well, thanks for downloading, and we'll be back with more episodes of the Glow Show. See ya. 
You've been listening to The Vic Police Glow Show, exclusive to Joy Podcast, presented by Vic Police LGBTI liaison officers and a range of Joy presenters. Head to joy.org.au forward slash the glow show to find more episodes or search Joy 94.9 Glow Show on iTunes. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Rate and review if you like what you hear. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.